Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. Eye on the Hill, twenty twenty four. Special coverage with Dave and Dijanovic. With the help of Holly Richardson of the Desert News, also the editor of Utah Policy, live in studio, we're going to fly up to Capitol Hill and give you the rundown on what lies ahead. Um, and two uh, big B words. Billion, billion dollar ballpark and billion dollar uh, NHL arena uh, on tap. President Stuart Adams joining Utah's Morning News this morning saying. Yeah, we're, we're, those are two big items that are left. And I think we're going to probably get both of them done. We're going to get those across the end zone. And uh, again, couldn't be more excited to have Major League Sports coming to Utah. It speaks so highly of what we're doing. Yeah, he's speaking in the multiple <laughs> plural sense, right? M- teams. It's because the NHL is a possible destination here in Utah. So either it's an expansion team or somebody moving over, but the jazz owner, Ryan Smith wants to bring NHL here as well. Yeah. And we're like, the Millers want yeah. baseball. The Millers and the Smiths want uh, hockey. And in fact, Holly, Dave and I are going to be broadcasting live from the Utah State Fair Park tomorrow and covering all the angles about this billion dollar pitch for the ballpark. In the middle of the snowstorm. Mm. Probably. That's <laughs> that's not very glass half full, Holly. <laughs> okay, <Thank you>. sorry. <laughs> More argument for a retractable roof on that stadium, but that's for another day. Um, what, are, what are you looking at in terms of other lawmakers? Um, you know, Stuart Adams says they're going to get this done. He's the president of the Senate. He holds yeah. a lot of power out the, up there. Um, of what, course it will get done. It'll get done. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it was funny. So he kind of mixed his metaphors, right? He said getting it over the end zone. And we're not talking about an NFL stadium yet. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's down the road. I don't know. Um, one of the things that's interesting is we've had um, somewhere around 180 bills passed, both bodies but by the end of this week, it will be about 350 more than that. So, <laughs> so they're doing the bulk so, of the work in the last week. Yeah, they really do, and that happens every year. But um, they're just finishing up committee meetings today and tomorrow, and then the rest of the week will be spent on just debate on the floor, both of the House and the Senate, right, as they go back and forth on the different bills. But one of the things that's different about the last week is that you'll find a lot of suspending of the rules. So. It will be like today, earlier today, they wiped the board in the House. What that means is they've taken all of the bills that they were going to discuss, they've sent them all back to rules, and then they reprioritize and send out the most important ones. Mm. So your bill might have been next in line to be discussed, and now it may never even see the light of day coming out. But oh, we'll see. Rules committee. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Interesting to me, we're talking about two different professional stadiums funded in very different ways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the, I, I, one of the things that I think is interesting, the part of the conversation is that in Salt Lake City, you've got some pretty broad support from it's bipartisan. So you've got Mayor Minton Hall is saying, you know, looking over at the west side, um, Senator Luz Escamilla saying looking at that west side, this is something that hasn't really happened and something that they are looking forward to. Um, so you've got you've got conversations like that. You also have, you know, we're going to fund this in future taxes, right, which... Which, 
you know, we're doing another tax cut. The legislature's doing another tax cut this year, but they're going to be able to raise taxes to fund the stadium down the road. We'll see. People in southern Utah are grumbling, but they probably don't have a strong enough voice to prevent well, this from happening. And they're, I'm going to say they're grumbling because the hotel tax that's going to be raised yeah. and the you know car rental taxes that are going to be raised to fund um, the MLB stadium um, will be they're pushed up to here. the Wasatch Front. Yeah. The, the stadium is not yeah. going to be built in St. George. It's yeah. going to be built on the that's west right. side of Salt Lake City. Yeah. So I'm, you know, they may not feel like, we may not feel like they're going to notice it, but I'd be grumbling too if I had to drive six right. hours or five five hours from Paiute County to come right. watch a baseball game that I may not or may not be able to afford to go. Right. To. I mean, and part of the legislative conversation, right, is is this something that benefits the entire state? So, you know, there's been taxpayer money that goes to help uh, the St. George Airport, for example, and you don't drive down there to fly out of St. George. I saw they're on the list so, for a tower down there. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to I want to land plane safely everywhere, but they're getting a tower and we're getting a ballpark. OK, well, and there are laws, again, that get passed that may sound bad, but they don't, they're not actually that bad. And if we're talking about the the TRT, the, the transient room tax, mm-hmm. it's about a buck fifty for every hundred dollars that you spend. So, you know, even a three hundred dollar weekend at a hotel stay, it's it's a little over four dollars. So, it, right. sure, it might sound bad that that Carbon County has to pay for the stadium up here, but it's four bucks. Right. the The other part of the argument, though, is that some of the data from other states says that these stadiums don't actually turn out to be the income producer that you know, their proponents say that it might be. you got to have a good team, too. Yeah. Well, true. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're paying for some of the reputation yeah. and the and the swag that yeah. having a professional team brings to a community. Sure. Sure. So so that's, that's that's one of the big things on the docket this week. That one will go through. There's other bills. So there's um, still committee meetings today and tomorrow. One of the bills later today will be the one that would um, put an armed security person in every school in the state of Utah. So this is K through 12, but it's private, it's charter, it's public neighborhood, neighborhood public schools. Um, this bill has been funded. So, so again, nothing is final until the very last minute, right? But um, the Executive Appropriations Committee has set aside $100 million of one-time money and then ongoing in $1.5 million. For that? For that specific okay. uh, activity, yeah. There's so many layers here to talk about with education. They were talking about that uh, $20,000 increase or teacher bonuses mm-hmm. based on performance. Yep. I'm going to beg you, can you stick around sure. for a few more minutes, you Holly? Don't. Because there's so much left to be done on Capitol Hill. You said there's 350 more pieces of legislation that need to come out um, of rules and will probably get passed by the end of the session. We're just a few days away, so yeah. we, we, we've got to tap your brain for more. <laughs> and I think what, what is so interesting is we thought and we had been told, e- even by uh, the legislature, that they were going to tackle the bill, big bills early on, and they certainly did that uh, on some level with uh, the bathroom bill and some transgender stuff. Uh, DEI. DEI, yep. obviously. But this back end that we thought, you know, maybe maybe it'll be smooth sailing. This has been every bit as spicy yeah. because they really do have some interesting, talkable, debatable yeah. things. Yeah, we'll talk about what, what they're doing for Utah schools, including that uh, beefing up that teacher pay um, and also uh, the child tax credit and the expansion on that yeah. uh, next. 
Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic. Eye on the Hill 2024. Special coverage with Dave and Dijanovic. Dan Baum is reporting this from our newsroom that it's days left in the 2024 general session of the Utah State Legislature. There are uh, billions of dollars that are going to be spent, hundreds of bills um, that are coming out, even as of today. Holly Richardson with Utah Policy and also the Deseret News has been keeping an eye on the Hill, Dave. We're looking at uh, some of the the proposals, and one one that caught my eye, and I thought it was a fascinating concept, was getting teachers, school teachers, up to a hundred thousand dollars a year, and and that was something that piqued my interest because right now the way Utah works largely is kind of a, a steps and ladders. Is I think that's how they call it. it. They essentially take your education level and your experience, and you know exactly how much money you're going to make as a teacher. This would allow for exceptional teachers, the rock star teachers out there, to get a bonus of perhaps ten dollars to $20,000. Yeah, I mean, that's a who doesn't want that, right? (laughs) But they would have to work, some of them would have to work in areas that were more at risk. So so one of the things is the devil's always in the details, right? So this bill um, being proposed by Senator Fillmore, I, it's going to be funded. They have $150 million set aside for it. But he's leaving all the details to the local education agencies, and so they can decide what is that going to look like, right? And, and you don't have to take into account, for example, if you do work in a harder classroom for, um, with kids who have either behavior problems or learning disabilities, there are some things that you don't have to take into account, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they're trying to level a playing field a little bit, right? But w- one of the parts of the conversation that is difficult sometimes is how do you play teachers off each other and will this create competition instead of cooperation between teachers right hopefully it'll be a rising tide lifts all boats and everybody can have an opportunity to improve but yeah that's one of the one of the things so we get happen. some teachers to a hundred thousand dollars yeah. a year yeah um and uh, it'll get funded with the you said it'll get funded this week yep. um and then i it takes effect Soon, right? I mean, I think the bill takes effect. um, This one takes effect at the end of the summer or in the summer, but it will take a while for implementation to kind of trickle down. Another uh, part of this that's kind of a a nuanced thing is it doesn't necessarily raise this teacher's uh, salary. Right. It's it's truly more like a bonus Mm -hmm. for about three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the proposal. There's several other proposals too about uh, teacher retention, right? So a lot of it has to be financial. We know that teachers in Utah, a large percentage of them are leaving before year five, and 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 some of them are very specific that it's the money, right? You can't support a family on a teacher salary, and so they're trying to look at how do we make it better. So Representative Perucci has a teacher retention bill. Um, Representative Karen Peterson has a bill for student teachers. This is on the other end of it, right? But um, she was seeing that that students would finish their coursework but not finish the student teaching because they had to go earn the tuition money because when you're a student teacher, you're paying tuition. 
you're not getting paid, you're working more than full-time hours, and so this is a big drain on family finances. And so her bill has also passed and has been funded, or at least recommended, by the Executive Appropriations Committee, and that's to give each student teacher a $6,000 stipend for the semester that they do their student teaching. Really? So, yeah. So they're trying to look at it from all angles, right? But how do you get teachers into the profession? How do you keep them? How do you incentivize them to stay? A $20,000 bonus is a pretty good incentive. So they were going and doing their student teaching, and still have to pay for their tuition. That's right. But they, if they're student teaching and they're not getting paid to student teach, then they probably also can't. Oh, do they have a weekend job so they can help pay for that? Yeah, it's some just, of them do, actually. Sure. Some of them did have to have weekend jobs. So they're exhausted. Jobs. Yeah. Good moms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want people to stay yeah. and go into the profession <laughs> and stay in the profession. We're yeah. like, you got to pay your way in. I know. Pay, pay to go do the work. Yep. and extra jobs. <laughs> yeah. uh, that sounds like a good plan. We're talking yeah. right now live with Holly Richardson. She has been uh, keeping an eye on the hill and uh, reporting uh, quite a bit for not only the Desert News, but also she's the editor of Utah Policy, joining us uh, live in studio with uh, with us uh, this today because uh, we are just a few days away from the end of the 2024 general session of the Utah State Legislature. It wraps on Friday, probably will go to 1159. Uh, let's talk about that child tax credit. Sure. Uh, they were looking to extend the child tax credit, but it was attached to, uh, it was lumped in with other legislation That's to right. expand the number of unlicensed uh, daycare slots a provider, uh, an unlicensed provider could yeah. provide to eight. So, so this is a bill by uh, Representative Susan Pulsifer, and it was initially presented as just the tax credit bill, which would take the tax credit eligibility from age up to age four to up to age six. They've dropped that down to up to age five, so just an extra year. But what happened with the First Amendment was to lump all this in with childcare. So, seeing that you could do, you could have an unlicensed daycare in your home of up to eight children instead of six, which is currently the number. And um, just breaking news this morning is that this bill was heard in the Senate committee. And in the Senate, they said, we don't really like that. And we think we're going to strip that out as it hits the Senate floor. The unlicensed. The unlicensed child care expansion. And just keep the tax credit piece. But they would still be able to have up to six kids. It's up to six. That's the current law. But they yeah. won't expand. The Senate doesn't like it enough to expand it to eight. That That's the word on the street as okay. of this morning. <laughs> so so we trust who knows? Coverage. Who knows? Yeah. This is important for for folks to to understand that your federal tax credit that you get when you're doing your taxes that's two thousand right. dollars for a child up to eighteen. Right. This is a state tax credit. That's right. Only up to age five of a thousand dollars. So so what this is and the, and it, it's income defined. So okay. this this credit passed last year for the first time. And what they're trying to do is help families, especially young families, right, as you're starting to get your feet underneath you. And so if you've got an income level um, that's below a certain amount and you've got children who are up to now uh, four, they're four and under, you can get the state tax credit different from the federal. Yep. And they're and they're looking at expanding that. Well, they were looking at expanding it up to age in, to include age five, but now they have dropped it back down to just up to age, uh, so including age four up to age five okay. instead of including age five. So up when to age they turn six. age five, no more. <laughs> That's right. Okay, instead right. of up to age six. Yeah. Wow, it gets yeah. complicated, but it's good to know. I think for families to know where lawmakers are landing on this. Yeah, and they're the the goal is to help families again at this you know beginning part of the family life jobs and. And childbearing. And it's per child? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, because I had three under the age of uh, four. Yeah. <laughs> I had my third child. You'd have uh, been my golden. oldest was you like three been. and a half. Oh, we would have been rolling in the cash. <laughs> I mean, we would have $3,000 buying diapers and formula. Who exactly. knows, right? <laughs> so we've got expensive stadiums. We've got education. Um, budget? Yeah, I mean, the budget's $28 billion, and it sounds like a ton of money. I think it is, but this year was um, a little... I guess more stable. Last year, they're calling last year a bubble year because there were still some pandemic funds and federal funds, and those aren't coming through this year. There was still an increase in the budget, though, um, of a billion dollars, $1.1 billion. But all of that money is going to be allocated. So Utah prides itself on having a balanced budget. And sometimes what that means is um, you find places to spend your money because at the end of the day, you want the line to be zero, right? You just kind of like a nonprofit, right? So 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 there's lots of places where money's going and it doesn't matter how much money you have, there's always more requests for money than there is money to allocate. But some of the concerns this year are especially people in the child care area, yeah. child advocacy saying, you know, we're funding these stadiums and we're not funding hunger like we could, for example, or you know, helping to cover pregnant women and children by expanding the eligibility for Medicaid on the lower end of the income scale. Those types of things. There's always what we call winners and losers um, on the Hill every single year. And I know the advocates for children um, and for those um, Utahns with disabilities are up there all the time, year after year, trying to get as much money as they can for those those programs as well. Holly, oh, sorry, out of time. Do you have a last thought? It'll all wrap up by Friday midnight, so... Whether they want it to or not. Whether they want it to or not. (laughs) That's great. Holly Richardson uh, runs Utah Policy. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks, Holly. Uh, Don't forget live coverage from the um, proposed area of the new Major League Baseball Stadium right there at about North Temple, Redwood Road. Dave and I live at the Utah State Fair Park. Tons of coverage in the lineup. We're going to talk about real estate values and what a ballpark will do to that, what that area is going to look like. Also, taxes, how it will be collected and allocated And traffic, of course, lots of coverage tomorrow from 9 to noon.